It's wonderful to be together on this Christmas Eve and take a few quiet moments and just worship our King. I found myself saying over and over in my heart this December as we anticipate Christmas and tonight, thank you, Lord, for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for the difference you've made in our lives. And we honor you tonight, the light of the world. Now, unlike Pastor Joe, I'm not going to have you wave your candles at me or your iPhones, but, but this is always a moment we love just to lift our candles up and look around and thank God for the light, the light of Jesus, the light of the world, the light that pierces darkness. Amen? Amen. So you may blow your candle out. I do want to welcome every one of you to our Christmas Eve service. It's great to be together, young and old, children, grandparents, great-grandparents, everybody together. Thank you for those of you who have joined us who maybe traveled in from out of town. And I, I see my daughter down here and uh, Angel, my youngest daughter here. I haven't even had a chance to say hi to her yet, but hi. And... Uh, her husband, Michael, and Michael's uh, sister, Katie, wonderful to have you here, and all of you for joining us tonight. Thank you so much. And I just have to say that given the weather the last few days, in fact, what do we say? Those of you who've been hoping and praying for a white Christmas, yeah, well, thanks. Those of us who rather dislike 20 below windshields and uh, shoveling snow and driving on icy roads, all of three of which I've endured the last two days, um, I don't know why the Lord answers white Christmas prayers, but uh, it is pretty, but it's been brutal. Kind of reminds me of C.S. Lewis, you know, he wrote, he wrote the famous Chronicles of Narnia, and he, he characterized the, the curse on the land of, the mythical land of Narnia in this way. It was always winter, but never Christmas. And I, who dislike winter, like that. I mean, it sounds like February. But always winter, but never Christmas. And if, if you were to sort of picture with a season, uh, light and life, you'd probably not pick winter. Winter's cold, and it's dark. In fact, just three days ago was the shortest daylight day of the year. And, and, and it's all about things that, that maybe make us want to walk the other way. But we celebrate not cold weather, not the darkness of winter, but thank God that it's Christmas and that God's Son has come. He's come to make a difference in our lives. Now, we just heard read a few minutes ago by Pastor Jill from the first chapter of John. John is one of the four stories in the Bible of Jesus' life. And, and in John, we just saw that, that Jesus came to be the light of the world. And in fact, John puts light and life right together in those verses Pastor Jill just read. Light and life. Uh, the problem is that just a few verses later, John says in verse 9, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. That's Christmas. That's what we're celebrating tonight. The true light that gives 
light to everyone who's coming into the world. That's Jesus. He was in the world, but here's the problem. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Possible to see light and not see it at the same time. Though he was in the world, and though he made the world, the world did not recognize him. And sometimes when we, uh, when we think about Jesus as the light of the world, sometimes there's something inside of us that, that just wants to avoid the light, just wants to avoid him. And you may be here tonight, and you say, well, well at least I'm here in a service of worship on Christmas Eve. But it's, you know, it's quite possible to love Christmas and still hate the light. Or, or if it's not just trying to avoid him all year, it's, it's sometimes we try to bargain with, with God, like we want God on our own terms. The light has come, but we don't recognize it in all of its beauty and holiness and its claim on our lives and all the life it can give us. And instead, we want God on our terms, and so we bargain with him. Which leads me to my favorite Christmas gift story that I can't resist telling again. Little Johnny really wanted a bicycle for, for Christmas. And he was begging his parents. And his parents kind of wanted to encourage him around the value of prayer. So they said, Johnny, why don't you write a letter to Jesus and ask him for a bicycle? So Johnny writes, Dear Jesus, I've been a good boy all year. And so I'd like a bicycle. But he knew that wasn't true. So he, he couldn't do that. So he crumpled it up, threw it out, and he tried again. Dear Jesus, I've been okay, an okay boy all year. Yeah, it still didn't cut. He knew he was really lying to himself and lying to Jesus. So finally, dear Jesus, I thought about being a good boy this year. <laughs> and I really want a bike. But, you know, he couldn't even bring himself to that. So... Instead, he went downstairs, went to the nativity set on the mantle over the, over the fireplace, and, and he took the statue of Mary, took it up to his room, wrapped it in a blanket, put it under his bed. Then he sat down again. Dear Jesus, if you ever want to see your mother again, <laughs> send me that bike. I love that story for some perverse reason, but, <laughs> and, you know, and we, we laugh at that, but I wonder if Jesus, when he's not weeping, he laughs at us, and, you know, Jesus, I'll take you on my terms. I, I welcome the warmth uh, and, and, and the inspiration of your light, but, um, but if you just don't do everything I want you to do and keep bad things from happening to me, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Or on the other side, Lord, Lord I'm, I'm interested in your light coming because I see all the evil in the world, but, but I've got these closets in my life, and I desperately want to hold on to those things. I don't want your light exposing them. I've got closets full of pride and deception and lust and greed and, 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 and selfishness. I mean, Lord, but I want to I, I, I love those things and keep those things more than I want to honor you. And so we bargain with God. We try to get God halfway. Or if that doesn't happen, sometimes 
we, we, if, if, if sort of avoiding God doesn't work or, or bargaining with the light, sometimes we just deny there's light at all. And a lot of people are going that direction in our world today. Well, there just is no light. There is no God. Um, that's just a figment of people's imagination so they have a crutch to lean on so they can cope with life. John said the light comes into the world and they did not recognize the light. But there was a lady by the name of Joy Davidman um, who lived a number of years ago. She was a Jewish-American poet and an atheist. She had come to the conclusion there was no light. And she said, I didn't actually put a lot of energy into trying to prove that God didn't exist. I, I, it was just a, a stated assumption. There, there's no God. There's no light. And until her husband, her first husband, who later would pass away, her first husband took deathly sick and and she said, for the, and it just hit her in a way she hadn't anticipated. She was in a panic. She said, for the first time in my life, I felt truly helpless. I don't know what it takes sometimes for God to pry open our heart to his light. But she said, atheist she was, she said in that moment, I just cracked the door on the possibility that God's light might shine in. Here's how she put it. She said, all my defenses, all the walls of arrogance and cockiness and self-love behind which I hid from God, they suddenly momentarily went down. And to her surprise, God came in. She said, there was a person with me in that room, directly present to my consciousness, a person so real that all my previous life was, by comparison, a mere shadow play. And I myself was more alive than I'd ever been. It was like waking from sleep. After her first husband died, she went on to, to marry C.S. Lewis, who wrote the Chronicles of Narnia. And then C.S. Lewis wrote a book entitled, as he had just married Joy Davidman, Surprised by Joy. <laughs> he himself having come out of the place of atheism. And so, and so John said, you know, the light has come into the world, but we didn't recognize it, either because we're trying to avoid it, or maybe we're trying to play games with it and bargain with it, or maybe we just have chosen to believe it's not there. But what would happen if we crack the door open? Because what happened to Joy Davidman is what, is what John describes next in verse 12. Yet, to all who receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. He said not everybody recognized the light, but to those who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. So he uses children language. He said, because children are born. He said, children that are born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, nor of a husband's will, but born of God. And this is where the light takes us, just as Jesus was born in the world, and he came as the light of the world. 
wants us to dare us to crack the door of our heart to his light to come in. No bargains, no avoidance, no denial. Just say, God, if you're there, if you were born into this world, could you now come and be born into my heart? And the answer is yes, he can. Jesus would later say, if you put your trust in me, it's like you're born all over inside again. You're born again. And so here the Christmas language of Jesus being born into our world becomes the language of life change, of the light of life coming into our own lives. That's because the Jesus who was born and put in that manger and was visited by the shepherds and by the wise men on that first Christmas, that same Jesus would 33 years later be crucified and hang on a cross. When he hung on that cross, Jesus was making it possible for us to clean out all those hidden closets of our lives. All of the ways in which we've disobeyed God and grieved him and replaced God with other affections and other priorities in our lives. Jesus paid for all of that when he died on the cross. That's why he was born as a human, to have a body, to to die on the cross and to take our sin on himself and then to defeat death after having died by rising on the third day. And it's his new life, his resurrection life that says, Now I'm going to go about the business of being born in you. I who was born in the world on that first Christmas. Now if you will trust me. And so so John says, but to those, but to those who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Children born, not of natural descent, but born of God. Hallelujah. That changed my life many years ago. This room's full of hundreds of people whose lives have been changed because of it. That's why we worship. That's why we sing. That's why we say thank you, Jesus, for coming. Because <laughs> you're, you're living in us as we recognize you, the light of the world. Would you pray with me? Our Father, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be together to reflect on the miracle of Christmas thank you Lord and to the winter and coldness darkness of our lives and of our world you came our world was full of violence and injustice and evil 2,000 years ago when we were born into it but you you came to be the light and we thank you there's nothing impossible for you to change in our hearts you could You can do the miracle of new birth in us. You can make all things new in us. And Lord, if our hearts aren't right with you, uh, Lord, if we've been avoiding you or bargaining with you or denying you, we just ask you to forgive us. We, We turn from our sin, repent of it, Lord. Help us not to reject the light. But Lord, we just crack our hearts open and we ask that you will shine in and make us new, we pray. And for all of us who, the rest of us who serve you, may our love for you grow and may the light of Christ shine and make us new in greater ways. Thank you, Lord. As we embark on a new year soon, we pray that your light, oh God, will shine in us and through us like never before. And Lord, as we 
As we celebrate Christmas this weekend, thank you that you came. May your light shine brightly and powerfully in us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.